0: And I think when we look at technology, whether it's our emails, whether it's the movies we watch, I mean, I think you could uh, put social media, obviously social media into that. The news that we consume is we really are being discipled by what we consume. Yes. Um, and so I think we're often unaware of how much that becomes the case. Yep. You know, whether it's an influencer we follow, um, but just the true influence, um, the, the life altering courses that potentially our lives make because of an ad we see.
1: Well, welcome to the Digging Deeper podcast. This is a time for us to here at Perimeter Church to literally dig deeper into topics that we think are significant and important to life and faith. And we're in the middle of a series that we're doing called Faith And. And uh, this week we're going or this episode, we're going to be looking and talking about faith and technology. And so I have a, a bit of an all-star cast, if you will, with me to be able to Discuss this topic. I have uh, John and Brianna Morris, Morris, John and (laughs) Brianna Morris with me. I have Josh King, Uh, John and Brianna. They are co owners of Maze Creative and just do incredible work in the digital landscape and world. And then Josh is here with us at Perimeter. Uh, He is the director of communications and does just again a phenomenal job uh, overseeing all that we do on the communications front, which naturally involves a great deal of technology and the digital landscape. And so uh, I could not think of three people I'd rather talk to, honestly, about this very, very important topic because it's true. It's reality for every single person, right? I mean, maybe, maybe there's one person listening to this that says, you know what, I don't have a cell phone and I don't do internet, you know, maybe ninety nine point nine percent of us this is the world we live in mm. um, we we work in this space we we seek out entertainment in this space we communicate with friends and we do work uh, business um all of it everything streaming all, it's all on some device in some way driven by technology and and digital so um I'm curious what you all think when you think about that reality right that I mean, this is, this is the world we live in. And then you say, okay, and we're Christians. Uh, we want to honor the Lord, right? Jesus instructs us to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, but then specifically, we're told in the, by the Apostle Paul, in everything that you do, glorify God. Okay, so that, that includes this facet of life that is so prevalent for us now. Initial thoughts. I'd love to hear any initial thoughts that you have on just even how we might begin to, even perhaps philosophically, just how we think mindset as Christians approaching technology.
2: And that's good. Uh, I might start off with this um, kind of a twofold kind of response to that, which would be um, that technology, I think it's, we often think of it as such a vast topic that it, it almost seems nebulous. It almost seems abstract. It's so complex. But I I, I think that the, I like to think about it, and I think that the way that Bree and I think about it is similar to the Roman Empire, where when they were expanding in the road system, you know, all the roads lead to Rome. Um, how did the, the disciples view the uh, network of roads and and did they say, you know what? All of these roads are going to lead to bad places. Let's cut them off. Let's you know avoid them. Of course not. They they said we let's, let's expand the gospel. Let's let's use it as an opportunity to to expand the gospel. So in a similar way, I, I like to think about the digital landscape as mm. a network of roads that have destinations. But what's the intent behind that? Mm. And uh, I think if we're spirit led, if we're if we're filled with the Spirit, those can obviously lead to very impactful opportunities for the gospel. Um, so that's that's one way I would think about it. The second way is to really be intentional about clarifying what the digital landscape is mm-hmm. and to, to think through, you know, a lot of people will just say, hey, the digital landscape is social media, and that's mm. it. Mm. Some people will say it's just the streaming service. Some people will say it's just the internet. And so to categorize and really be intentional about saying which, what what is the digital landscape and you know, where are the dividing lines and what is its makeup, I think is equally important to think about that. So I think to begin thinking about what it is and kind of how it's similar, uh, how similar expansions throughout the course of history have kind of come to be, I think that's a good way to begin thinking about uh, the internet. And it seems a little less, I think, scary if we think about that way.
1: Yeah, I think about that 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 illustration you give there of the Roman Empire the roads that you know that at a certain level that was probably um well let me put it this way i think about the the villagers that had never had a major road come through where they live mm-hmm. and all of a sudden these you know these workers and soldiers show up from the Roman Empire and they're building something th- right through their landscape and um there's there's a there's surely a certainly back then for those people there was a a lot of consternation. And what does this mean? And now this means that, you know, um, we, we have access to things that we didn't necessarily want to have access to, but not only that, but now they have access to us, Mm -hmm. you know? And so just the fear that comes with that, of course, it's not a apples to apples comparison, but there's, I like how you said that because then there's always something at play there that God's up to as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. How is this Part of, yes, of course, the enemy is going to use it in ways that are going to be for evil, but how is God using it for good? And what opportunities are there for us to potentially um, move into those spaces in a redemptive way? Any other? I'd love to hear more, Brianna, Josh, just as you think about kind of this big picture of Christians in the technological space.
0: Yeah, I think um, we can easily hear faith and technology and think, oh, no. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think whether we're parents, whether we're individuals, we see the dangers. I think a lot of times we also miss the opportunity, um, because we're so focused on the fear. We're so focused on the danger, um, that we either shut off, uh, or just either shut off our technology or we shut off our conscience. Yeah. Um, and both of those, I think are dangerous paths for the Christian.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 The only thing I would add just to kind of lean into the analogy a little bit further, um, you know, when you think about roads, I mean, nowadays, because of technology, you know, how many of us use a map, you know, oftentimes we're just kind of, you know, responding to whatever Google or Apple, whatever the (laughs) GPS is is telling us to do. But, you know, I think about, um, all the roads that are there and you look at, you know, the internet and, you know, there's a bazillion different roads that we could go down, but, um, you know, a a road requires navigation. You could just start and you could just kind of go wherever the road takes you. And that sounds very adventurous, but, um, you know, it requires intentionality. And so, you know, I think about um, you know, the disciples, one of the last things they heard from Christ was go. And so, you know, in the going, you know, now we, there are avenues for us to follow, but it requires intentionality on our part. You know, we have to actually navigate hey, where is it that I'm trying to go? What's the best way to get there? And what roads do I take? What roads do I avoid? Because um, some will take you to bad places. And inevitably, if you're not, you know, being intentional about navigating that path, you get lost along the way, or you find yourself in a place that you never intended to go. So I think, you know, both then, and and certainly now, now it looks very different. You know, when you, you know, open up your desktop, your laptop, your iPad, whatever it is, uh, more often than not your, your cell phone, um, you know, it requires a certain amount of intentionality. Hey, where am I trying to go, you know, with this, what road am I taking? Um, so I don't want to overuse the analogy, but I think it's really helpful. It points us towards, we can't just, you know, be reactive to it and just go with the flow. You know, we're required to really think about, um, the destination and also how do we get there? Where's God leading me? Uh, what's the best path to take? Yeah, that's really good.
1: Yeah. So I I love, I really love the analogy. I mean, I'm sure we're probably at some level, every analogy breaks down and we can push it too far, but, but I do think there's, there's wisdom there to, of what you even just said there, Josh, of, you know, you can just be adventurous and go down a road and not know where it takes you, but typically the way we navigate, right. I mean, recently, I don't remember which one of my kids, I mean, this was a few months ago. I was explaining to them how back in the day we used to have to use actual maps, like pull out the you know the the fold up that was in your little pocket door, you know, and and pull over and look at it and figure out where you're going. And they're like, really? That is, you know, they couldn't believe that
3: that's and figure out how to fold it back up. So yeah, oh, that was always the, the hardest part.
1: Is yeah. is I never could fold it back right, but um, but you know, having that plan of navigation and what what are the things that we're going to do and in, in, in intentionality, John, you said something I'd love for you all to speak to is defining what is the digital landscape? Mm. And when you said digital landscape, landscape is social media. I was like, I'm pretty guilty. That's typically where I think when I think that, you know, digital landscape type terminology, but what it may not be definable completely, but
2: help us get there. What is it? And how would we begin to define that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that when, when I started doing research on, and I can get into kind of how, you know, the process in which I've tried to really articulate kind of the, the breadth of the digital landscape. But the way, it's kind of the categories I, I see most prevalent in, in my life and in our lives and in, in some of the research that I've done is, is streaming. You got, this, you know, uh, you know net, your Netflix, Amazon Prime, all of those streaming services. And that, you know, has really brought kind of the movie theater to our living room. So we have seemingly unlimited access to content to just be entertained by and so that's one there's so obviously social media i think that that's what we all kind of gravitate to that's how we communicate express ourselves and those types of things then are, there's, you,
1: are you including is youtube in that is that social media
2: i yeah it is it's a okay. social media channel and it's it's a hybrid because you know you can obviously you know stream tv shows youtube right. puts out original content but you know and it's in a, in a marketing sense it is a, a social media channel And then there's just the internet, you know, how do we get information? And, uh, you know, we are obviously in an age where we can get an answer to any question we want. So that would, I would categorize that in the digital landscape, uh, obviously. And then, um, there's the news Mm. I I put in the the digital landscape because what was once a print format has now obviously become optimized to our mobile devices Mm. and, and those types of things. So, uh, that's in, I uh, also put lastly gaming mm-hmm. in the digital landscape yeah. and there are a ton of statistics around kind of that component, but those are really the main uh, categories that, mm-hmm. that kind of lump just about the most ways we spend time mm-hmm. with the digital landscape. Would
1: you say, so apps in general, like the, the app store, being able to download apps, that's
2: going to fall underneath Really, all five of those, right? Exactly. In in
1: some capacity.
2: Yeah, but I I look at apps as just a way to optimize the digital landscape to your mobile device. Mm -hmm. And that can be a browser, that can be a game, that can be um, a social media platform, or so on and so forth. It's it's just another extension to make the digital landscape more convenient and at the palm of your hands. Right, Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's good. What do you all see in terms of, you know, with Maze, with being comms director here, Josh, you know, just what what do you, what do you see people? um, And I guess I'm thinking primarily Christians here, right? I mean, certainly I think you guys, you're, you've done a lot of work for our church, but you, you also do a lot of work with people from all over. Uh, Where do you see people getting caught up the most in technology? Meaning where technology begins to drive their lives, control them as it were, as opposed to, us controlling technology or us driving technology. What are what are some ways in which you see that being true? And even in your own life, I mean, you could speak personally, man. This is where I've seen it get control of me, rather than vice versa.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll kind of speak first. Um, you know, I feel this, you know, personally. So obviously, it's um, you know, in my position, I'm responsible for a lot of the digital content that you know we create for the benefit of certainly our congregation, we would hope for, you know, people beyond just perimeter church, but um, you know, even going back to what we said earlier, just, you know, with that analogy of a road system and you can just kind of, you know, follow it down and, you know, mindlessly keep following it down. Um, So this is something that, you know, I feel myself doing is, you know, you mentioned YouTube and Mm -hmm. I think just one of the ways that YouTube is optimized and, and Facebook, Twitter, pretty much every major platform. Now it's, you know, it's designed to to keep you scrolling and and to keep you there, and you know, before you know it, you know, you are spending uh, an inordinate amount of time on your device, and now mm. you've got, you know, your your iPhone will give you a report of how much screen time you know you've spent, and mm. I think that's I hate uh, those I know, right? It's it's one of those <laughs> things. It's helpful, but also you know, not helpful at the same time. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the areas you know for me where I, I feel like um, before you know it, it. One of the ways that it's been helpful for me to think about is, you know, digital media, digital content, it's meant to certainly be convenient. It's meant to do something, you know, in your life to make something easier. So in some sense you're saving time, but in the saving time, you're also spending a lot more time. Mm. Um, so I had the question posed to me recently. It's just, okay. So, you know, with for all the good that digital content can do, what, what is it replacing? Mm. So you're placing that time, you know, with something else. Um, so, you know, as I'm, you know, scrolling, you know, just trying to chill out at the end of the day, you know, I give my brain a break before I know it, you know, I've been doing that for, for half an hour, 45 minutes, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, but just the, the thought, what is that, you know, what is that replacing the content that, you know, I've been consuming, maybe it was incredibly entertaining and, you know, I enjoyed it, but it is, you know, taking me further and further, um, down this road. Well, and
1: let's use, let's use even the, the, from a Christian worldview, even the most positive of examples of that, right? Mm -hmm. Is that I just spent perhaps 45 minutes watching a sermon, Mm -hmm. which is good. That's not a bad thing, right? Uh, But, at what expense in terms of when did I watch it? Was it, was it on the couch while, um, you know, my kids are home and I could very easily be spending time with them? Uh, You know, we could, be outside doing something, whatever. And, and so, some of the battle, right, is not is not only what are you getting sucked into, right? but when are you getting sucked mm-hmm. into it, and having the ability. And so much of this, for me personally, comes back to just even self control and discipline, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Of like having the ability to say, okay, yeah, I mean, that was a, you know, I just listened to that sermon and that was good, it's beneficial, but that I could have done that at a totally different time, mm-hmm. right? Um, certainly, there are also like, man, I just flipped through. 45 minutes of reels on Instagram. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
1: And that was like probably not beneficial in any way other than getting some laughs and, you know, seeing some great football highlights or whatever, you know, and then you can, it becomes a little harder to justify it. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Brie, you said something earlier before we started recording that I thought was really good. And you were even talking about, we were talking about how do we, how do we even begin to talk about this and what, what are some of the goals that we would want listeners to come away with? And you, you had a good thought. I'd love for you to share that.
0: Yeah. I think, like I said earlier, it's, it's very easy. I think to look at technology and be very fearful. You know, I think um, at the end of this conversation, I would hope that someone would leave feeling one, probably some conviction. You know, Mm I I am speaking, preaching to myself uh, as much as I would to anybody else. But hearing some of the things even we're talking about is I think that we don't know the danger that's there. Mm -hmm. And I think we also aren't aware of the opportunity that's Mm -hmm. there. Um, And so I think even going back to Josh's point of just intentionally navigating the digital landscape, Mm -hmm. whether that is the search terms I put in to find, whether it is Mm -hmm. um, really thinking methodically about when i'm going to consume content or when i'm going to shut off devices and like you even said you know at what expense Mm -hmm. because there's a cost benefit to everything we consume Mm -hmm. and i think when we look at technology whether it's our emails whether it's the movies we watch i mean i think you could uh put social obviously social media into that the news that we consume is we really are being discipled by what we consume yes um and so i think we're often unaware of how much that becomes the case, you know, whether it's an influencer we follow, um, but just the true influence, um, the, the life altering courses that potentially our lives make because of an ad we see, Mm. um, maybe we purchase a shirt, uh, because, and maybe that's wonderful and it's great, but then we're now receiving ads everywhere we go based Mm. on that purchase, based Mm. on that video we watched. Um, and these algorithms are way smarter than we'll ever be. And so, I mean, Instagram has really figured out. I like, you know, mom videos of animals with their babies, <laughs> so <laughs> I keep getting fed funny videos of babies. They know. Um, you know, or da- You know, there's the whole hashtag dad fail, and it, or dad save. Not sorry, not dad fail, there's, dad there's save. I'm sure there's one of those. Definitely dad fail. But but the saves that dads make, those kind of incredible yeah, catching yeah. the baby mm-hmm. off the couch, and I mean, you. I spent thirty seconds watching that. I'm sure at one point, and now I get a lot of those videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's just. Um, it's very easy to be very like you, very passive in what we receive, exactly. um, yeah. and not really intentionally think about the choices yeah. that we're making digitally. The
1: videos I'm getting fed right now are—I uh, had looked up a video of of how to do some basketball drills with my 14 year old daughter, who's playing eighth grade basketball, and now that's like half my feed <laughs> is basketball <laughs> drills. I'm like I didn't want this many; I just needed a few. Um, that's great. You know, it, it it occurs to me, man, if, if only we had a resource that would help us think through this. Um, And we do. John, John, you've written something that uh, I think can be super beneficial. Um, And uh, yeah, instead of me, you, you tell us about it. What, what is it that you've put together and, and share some thoughts from it?
2: Absolutely. But not so many that people don't go check out the resource. Okay. Yes. (laughs)
3: Leave them with something.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I spent some time, developing a resource called a gospel thread in the digital labyrinth and it's it started i want to say maybe eight or so months ago when um my oldest boy oliver we have four boys together oliver benjamin charlie and archie uh let's see they're seven six three and one yep oliver comes up to me with benjamin i think and he says hey dad can we watch this show or how come we can't watch this show? Or my friend mm. has an iPad. When can we get an iPad? These these types of things, and I found myself saying, "What? Yes, no, no, yeah." But why? Why am I saying these types of things? Mm. And and I kind of came to a realization of these questions are not going to get any easier mm. to to answer, and there's a finite amount of time that I'm going to get these answers or get the get the opportunity. To answer these questions, I remember my childhood, and there was a time when I took the popular stance of "I'll ask for forgiveness rather than permission." permission." (laughs) You know, and I'll watch the show or go to that movie and the stuff. So I said, "You know what? I got to do some research here." And then I came to the the realization that I don't have a personal digital strategy of any kind. I'd say yes to certain things and no, but I didn't like what, what. What's the reasoning behind this? So I said, "You know what?" I'm going to go out and I'm going to research this topic because we own a digital agency. I like to think I know something about (laughs) the digital landscape. And so I said, you know what, let's see what the latest studies say on this topic. And if I have the, you know, the word of God open in one hand and some the the latest studies open in the other hand, give me a day and I'll figure it out. Mm. And I arrogantly, that was my posture. And I, and I've, came to quickly the realization this this topic is way more complicated than i could ever have imagined and um i i came to the realization that unless i kind of break down some of this complexity into kind of you know buckets that this is just going to be too big to you know put my arms around and so the best way and this is just a way the best way that i kind of you know compartmentalized the complexity of the digital landscape is really in three buckets. And that is of dependency, mm. influence, and empowerment. And, and as I looked at the statistics, and I won't start citing them all, but a lot of some of the alarming statistics out there that have to do with you know the hours spent in front of a, any type of screen are staggering. And so there's the the dependency issue. There's the influence issue, which in the church we would say is a discipleship issue. Mm-hmm. Lots of people are forming their worldviews on who, a person, or a news source, the culture in general. And then there's the empowerment. How am I going to, going to express myself? Social media being a platform mm-hmm. for that. And so I started seeing, in my mind, those three kind of levels of c- complexity, each of which I think a book could be written about and um, it, when I started seeing that kind of theme, those three themes, I then saw, in the, in the other hand, the Word of God speaking volumes and s- clarity that I, quite frankly, just didn't really realize was there that pertained to the digital landscape. And so mm. um, I started kind of putting some, some thoughts down um, on paper, and the, the idea of the gospel thread in the digital labyrinth came and uh, it's really this, um, it alludes to this Greek mythology of this, this character, Theseus, who, um, courageously goes over to the island of Crete and famously goes into the the labyrinth to, to free his people, but it faces the Minotaur and has to get out with the, the spool of thread. Well, there's an, an analogy there as I kind of was thinking through this, that I thought was helpful that here we have a hero that survived and was, was a hero because of a key character, um, that, that gave Theseus the spool of thread, the sword, to defeat the minotaur, to go into the, the labyrinth and to get out alive. And I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. In fact, we got the ultimate helper who's got the right tools for us. And we have our individual maze, mm. as I like to think about it, in, in the form of a digital landscape before us. And unless we have the right tools, we're in, we're in some trouble. But at the same time, there's an incredible gospel opportunity at hand. And that's kind of why I framed it, the gospel thread. So that that is kind of like the origin mm. of it. The gospel thread is kind of, it presents itself in kind of three pillars, the reality, our responsibility, and the redemption opportunity. And um, mm. it's really just a way for Christians to formulate a strategy. Mm-hmm. I think the evil one... Wants us to have no strategy, yeah, right. and uh, to just be formed by whatever we're consuming. And so, this is an effort um, to lay out a way to formulate a personal or group family strategy to say, "Here's how we're gonna and think about these mm-hmm. different um, uh, parts of the digital landscape, so that we can at least have some type of plan." Right. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of the the overview. Yeah,
1: that's good, and 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 we'll tell you guys how you can get your. Your hands and your eyes on that resource uh here coming up, but you said something there that that I want to push in a little further uh, you said it at one point, and how can we redeem it or you know the the redemption part of it? and it made me think about you know i've I've heard some different Christian thinkers and leaders uh, over over the years say, um, you know when we approach culture. And this could be true of any aspect of culture, not just not just the techni- technical, technological, or digital piece of it. Um, there's really three ways we can respond to it or engage with it. One is that we reject it completely, whatever it is. Right? I mean, you, and you could. I mean, and there are f- a few out there who have. Uh, I actually talked to one a while back that you know said, "Look, I'm I just no phone." No internet, nothing, you know, and completely rejecting the digital. So you could do that. You can receive it, right, fully, holistically, and just say, look, this is, I'm just going to receive it in, in as is, and it's just, it is what it is, I'll receive it as is. Or thirdly, as Christians, we can redeem it, or, or at least seek to engage it in a redemptive way. In a way that's not only going to be helpful and positive, but it's actually going to bring the light of the gospel to bear in my life more, and in the lives of those around me, certainly in my home and so forth. And um, with a lot of things, again, I want to think beyond the digital right now with this comment, but just with a lot of things in life, we we see all three of those happening in the in the church. There are some things that Christians are rejecting just completely that we that we should, and there's some things that Christians reject completely that maybe we shouldn't reject them completely. We should reject a lot of it, but maybe not completely. Others are receiving things they shouldn't and saying it is what it is. We'll just do it, you know, uh, as opposed to, you know, having some barriers there, but where we always want to camp out to the extent that we can, right. Mm. Is redeem. How do we redeem it? Now, again, there are some evil things that we don't even want to try to redeem. And we just say that's, you know, there's, there's no there's no opportunity there for redemption. We just need to reject that. But then there's other things where we say, "I'm not going to receive it as is, but I'm going to engage it, and I'm going to seek to redeem it, and or the Lord to redeem it through me, and in my family." So uh, thoughts ar- around that. I'd love to hear like how do we begin to engage this digital world in redemptive ways,
3: and what might that begin to look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, m- my thought immediately goes to as I hear you. You know, really describe that, Jeff, and I think you know those three approaches. That's something that you know believers have had to really, you know, even if they didn't, you know, define it that way. That's a decision that every believer has kind of had to m- make since day one. So, yep. we, when we talk about technology, largely we're sort of camped out really a, a, on digital technology today. But you know, there's been every generation of believer that's had to kind of confront whatever that latest innovation, whatever the sure. latest technology is. So this isn't something really new, um, to believers, even if we are faced by new technologies. Um, the one thought I have, um, is as we're making that decision, really being mindful of, you know, what are my circumstances? Um, you know, am I a, a single, person, am I a married person? And am, am I a parent? You know, what has God put within my realm of responsibility? as we think about, you know, being strategic and not just being passive, you know, really thinking about um you know, how is God leading me individually uh, as as a Christ follower to engage, confront, and you know, make a decision about this technology. So I think, you know, as a parent, um, so I've got you know, one three-year-old and I've got, you know, a daughter on the way in June. So now all of a sudden I'm starting to think about, all right, you know, God's given me a responsibility to lead my family well, and I, I need to protect, you know, my, my family and, and be really intentional about, um, crafting a strategy, which is one of the reasons why I, I really love this resource that that John's put together, because there's a section that specifically asks questions uh, that just prompts me to think about, you know, how am I engaging technology? How am I engaging digital spaces now? And maybe there's something I need to do differently. Um, but the one main point for me is that may look different in my life than it may look for John or Bree or, or for you, Jeff. Um, so I think there's some common denominators that Christ calls every, uh, mm-hmm. believer, everyone who would follow after him. There are some things we all need to do that, that look alike. Um, but you know, we also need to be sensitive to, there may be spaces that I don't need to, um, go to uh, a real example for me would be, um, you know, somebody who's, uh, always looking into digital platforms and spaces and Hey, how could we use that to craft content and, and get that to uh, people within our congregation or just people that we'd love to, you know, hear truth maybe for the first time. Um, so I, I tried out a TikTok account and for me, I'm not um, I'm not one of those individuals that would say, Hey, stay away from TikTok." Um There's nothing but bad there. I mean, there's a lot of bad, there's a lot of good there as well, but, I just came to uh, the conviction for me personally. I'm like, you know what? I'm already on, you know, four or five different platforms. This is one that I just, you know, I really sense within my spirit. This is not a place where I need to go, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop, you know, anybody else Mm -hmm. from, from going there unless, you know, I'm seeing, you know, they're using it in a really, you know, non-healthy way. But that's something that I would um, caution, but also encourage, you know, any other believer just not feel the pressure that just because you have a a friend, colleague, someone else, you're seeing use Facebook in a really redemptive way. That doesn't mean that you have to use it the exact same way. Um, If you are on Facebook, let's find a way to, you know, to be redemptive in that space, but don't feel the pressure to immediately go there and have a presence there. Um, You may be one of those individuals that's just not called to social media and there may be a real conviction there that, that you need to pay attention to. Um, but I wouldn't knock somebody else who has a, a really incredible ministry through social media and is reaching people. So I think, um, God certainly calls each of us, um, in In the following after Jesus, there may be specific paths you know that each one of us or, or lanes I would say you know we occupy different lanes in that path, so that's just something that I, that I would say to anybody just to take the pressure off, um, feeling like all right, you know i'm seeing all these other people using these you know new technologies and digital spaces in a, in a really cool way. Um, that may not necessarily be for you, um, but if it is, then Let's try to find a way to to make sure that it's redemptive and not just a passive consuming of. Content. And I hear
1: you saying this, but just to reiterate, I mean, what what we're not saying with that is that you know you you if it's if it's sinful, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if it's something that's causing you to sin, if it's something that is overtly against what God has designed, and uh, whether it be sexual, whether it be just in the way that it causes you to think, or the way it causes you to covet, right, or uh, any of those things, then you would say, okay, those are things where. Those are when you said there's common denominators for all believers that we would say, Hey, you know what? I just need to not do that. I need to turn it off. I need to have some, some boundaries there. But what I hear you saying is that with the things that aren't sinful, exactly, the things that are uh, more just preference and even like, I just know myself. I know how God has wired me. I know what I'm, how I need to spend my time. And that's just not wise. It's not a good use of my time. I I don't need to, to do that. Right. Um, And so having the discernment through the Holy spirit, to know, mm-hmm. and we'll talk in a minute, I, I'm going to, I'm going to broach the uh, subject in just a few minutes about, well, but what about our kids who don't have that awareness, mm-hmm. right? And who don't have the, any self-control, right? I shouldn't say any, but very little. <laughs> um, <laughs> how do we, how do we help them draw those parameters even when they don't want them? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the, that's probably the hardest thing as a parent, especially when it comes to, uh, the digital world. But mm-hmm. so what about, you know, Bree, I want to go back to you. You said something, you said something earlier about um, that that we should, at some level, uh, ex- be willing to experience and p- put ourselves in a space of experiencing and conviction, and, and and let that happen as we consider the digital space. And I, you know, I think at some level, probably everyone listening to this knows. Okay, look, it's not all good. Like we know that that's yeah. not news to anyone. I mean, we. We we know, but what did what did you mean by that? I'd, I'd love for you to tease that out of because I feel personally like yeah I, I I probably need to experience some more conviction mm-hmm. than I do mm-hmm. on how how often I'm on on my phone in particular, but then even just the the ways in which I use it that can mm-hmm. be better, right? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a a number of things come to mind. I think, uh, primarily one of the first things is just what we consume streaming wise. Um, you know, I think it's very easy to see, you know, this is Oscar winner or this is up for an Emmy, Mm -hmm, um, or mm -hmm. this was SGT. This was, um, so there's a lot of incredible content, incredible directors, incredible acting. And I think we sacrifice, Hmm. I think we sacrifice Christ. We sacrificed righteousness. We sacrifice the word at the altar of entertainment, mm. um, and I, I know I've seen that in my own life. Um, you know, and I think here's where honestly there is room for growth. Mm. Um, and I say continual growth. You know, we've talked a lot about strategy, and I don't think that this is not a one and done. Um, this is definitely an uh, annual, if not more often than that, plan and strategy, because I know for us there are movies that we would have watched, you know, seven eight years ago that today we watch and think. This is, we cannot in good conscience mm-hmm. continue watching whatever this movie, this episode. But I think the same could be said for even blogs we consume, for influencers we follow, whether, and really questioning what is it producing in me. Um, you know, for me personally, you know, I remember watching a uh, golly uh, some romance movie like 10 years ago. And all of a sudden, John was no longer this glowing husband because he... What? was being compared <laughs> or i was comparing him to that this the, the hero moment. um <laughs> the hero in this movie uh, this this perfected man in yeah. in the way of the culture and that's not fair it's not right it's not holy it's not healthy it's not producing a righteousness in me mm. and so I, you know i think that's an incredible danger um whether it's in motherhood for women specifically i can speak um it's just there's incredible danger when we really, whether it's, like I said, whether it's reading a book even, which is obviously not part of the, it can be part of the digital landscape, but, um, but really just all media that we would mm. choose to consume to say, what am I believing is true in this medium that doesn't align with scripture? Mm. Um, and so that's really where I just think there's that's such good. danger. That's mm. good. Yeah, John yeah, John yeah, Josh, yeah just the, yeah.
2: To, to bounce off of that is that there is, I think, a daily commitment to digital holiness Mm -hmm. is really kind of uh what what, where i landed and and one of the most convicting things Mm -hmm. for me uh personally is 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 as i was you know kind of researching this topic in the sermon on the mount is reminding myself that christ identifies sin on the intention level Mm -hmm. you look at a woman with lustful intent Mm -hmm. you've already committed adultery in your heart Mm -hmm. and then if I look at, at the digital landscape in that context, mm. oh my goodness, like that that stings a little bit. And then if I if I think about it that way, then I've got to check my intentions it, before I go on to, to the social media platforms or, or watching a movie. I have to say, you know what? What's my intention here? Is it to uh, gratify the desires of the flesh mm. or the spirit? And those are hard que- those are unpopular mm. questions, those are convicting questions to ask. And um, am I considering the cross? Mm-hmm. And is it when we start to kind of step up that ladder of those questions, you know, things become more cle- clear and a little bit more uncomfortable. And but there is a, a, an opportunity for holiness. There is, I think, as Christians uh, utilizing the digital landscape, we as a church have an opportunity to really shine bright. I think that. You know the church is making such great strides in the social media uh, landscape, and and producing content. I think as as Christians, one practical thing we can do to to redeem the digital landscape is to rally together. And our churches are on social media. Let's let's contribute. Let's mm-hmm. let's um, uh, follow and like and mm-hmm. and you know be part of that user generated content. You know there's just an incredible opportunity to stray away from just mm-hmm. letting the digital landscape form us mm-hmm. and, but to partner with the church yeah. and let the world see what, what mm-hmm. the church is. Mm-hmm. And so,
0: you know, and there, there's, what's the old saying? It's, you know, the idle mind is the devil's play- playground. playground. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's honestly the digital landscape is it's the idle mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it truly, I mean, it really is the devil's playground, whether it is consuming, Good content, like you said, whether it's a sermon, mm. but is that time better spent in that moment? And that's mm-hmm. where truly it really is the the personal discernment. And we cannot see what is true unless we know what's true. And right. one
2: of the ways yeah. that um, Perimeter Church <laughs> has really mm-hmm. formed uh, our family is going through the process of the life plan. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time, it was like, well, my discipleship group leader is asking me to do this, but the exercise in mm-hmm. itself really categorize the, the hierarchy of importance in our lives mm-hmm. where when life decisions come, you know, if I have everything in its right place and have intentionality behind it, decisions that seem really, really hard, all of a sudden, well, Brie's more important mm-hmm. than work. I gotta, I gotta be mm-hmm. home. I gotta be there. And similarly, I've if just for me, I have to write it down on paper. What is my intention mm-hmm. to use social media? Mm. For me personally, you say TikTok, for me at Facebook, just, yeah. you know, I, I have to stay away from that. I find, I found myself just getting so worked up, <laughs> you know, at a distance, Yeah, wishing and, and I, just for a season I had to just, yeah, get, get away from that. So, um, yeah,
0: yeah. And only to add to that too is, you know, sometimes I think we can think of boundaries as really restrictive. Um, however, boundaries really produce freedom. You Mm -hmm. know, some of one of the things that for us personally, just one example in our lives is that we have made the family decision that anything TVMA just totally off limits. It's not even a conversation. Right. And that's great.
2: Which, by the way, the top five shows of 2022. Yes. TVMA. Yeah. So it's really hard. Sorry, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. So we miss out. (laughs) We miss out. Yeah. (laughs) Like the fear of missing out is a real thing. Yes.
0: Yes. And we and we don't. And yeah. that and it's made it much easier, you know, because it's not something we're shouting from the rooftops like, oh, well, we don't watch that show. But it's really it's just a personal conviction. Yeah. And it, right. it's definitely now it's many times it's are. And so but there is before we watch any movie for us, we're checking parents guide. Yeah. And purely it's for us personally. We would do this for our children but is there content in here that is going to whether it's trigger it trigger past trauma, trigger something I know I struggle with, view something that I'm not ever going to be mm-hmm. able to unsee. Yeah. So, I think it's just critical.
1: Well, it's it's wise. Mm-hmm. And and um it's it's one of those things where what I hear you guys saying is that I don't hear self-righteousness in that. I really don't. Uh, it's, I think sometimes people look at the way you're thinking, the way that you're explaining that and think, oh, well, you know, they're so self-righteous, they don't watch this and whatever. That's not it at all. That's not know you. That's not your heart. It's, it's what you said a minute ago, John, which is uh, daily uh, digital holiness, right? Pursuing mm-hmm. daily digital holiness in the same way that we would want to pursue daily holiness in, in any right. other area of our life, right? right? And what, the temptation is this. I feel it all the time is that because this is private because we think this is private. (laughs) Let me, Mm -hmm. let me reiterate that. But, but I, because we're here, right. We can, we can so easily justify our actions when no one else, when we think no one else sees them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's so hard. It really is to be able to go, no, you know what? The word of God absolutely leads me in this, towards holiness, not to get more approval from God or not to feel better about myself, but to experience the freedom that God has for me, mm. um, to actually experience the joy of walking with Christ, knowing that my conscience is clear mm-hmm. before him. And it's not perfectly clear. We always have to repent and confess sin. But even in this space, mm-hmm. it's, it's what I'm seeking after. And so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there for this episode. We need another episode because we need to get more practical We need to get into the application of what are some specific things that we can do uh, for ourselves and our homes with our kids to help fight this battle, to help receive what we need to receive, reject what we need to reject, and redeem what we need to redeem in the the digital landscape. But I want to, before we go, I want to make sure you know how to get your hands on and your eyes on. Uh, the Gospel Thread and the Digital Labyrinth. So tell us about that, John, real quickly here.
2: Absolutely. Um, my lovely wife built a landing page uh, or a website. It's called gospelthread.org. And on that uh, site, you can download the book and there's other resources uh, on there as well. So
1: that's that's the quickest and easiest way to do that. The gospelthread.org. Correct. That's what we need to go to. All right, so go there, stick around for a bonus episode. And Thanks for joining us for Digging Deeper.